was just reading up on this whole uh, terrorist attack on the MP that died near me. You know, as a local politician. You know what? I didn't know too much about who this guy is. So it was you. <laughs> well, it was in my area. It's my area. So, but I was just—it's it's the local MP oh, to where man, I man live. Just, man just moved in and said, "You know what? There ain't enough room around here for the both of us." <laughs> <laughs> Politics as usual. Um, now nah, listen, okay, R. So you merge your local MP and then what? Nah. Nah, this um what was I gonna say? I, I don't even know his full name, but uh Sir David's uh something or other. He was conservative MP got murdered, so that's that's sad. But just going on from that, they're talking about um the cabinet minister uh is talking about banning anonymity on social media in a bid to tackle relentless online abuse now we had this conversation before about security and having to verify yourself and social media and everything so people's security people's information is uh looks like slowly but surely so, it's going man so we just touched on this 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 topic of uh the local mp who was murdered right yeah now i think this is the that's a big talking point because i never i don't ever recall a politician being murdered like that like uh, yeah there was one murdered the other year like last year the labor lady a labor lady what was she yeah. stabbed to death as well yeah 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 some terrorist attack she got i think it was last year or the year before the name where's the article here of the um the politician oh i should have his name straight away this is poor but basically where i joe live cox. joe cox was the older one the guy the other day was um David Amis. There we go. There we go. David Amis, MP. Oh, man, there's a joke in there, but I just, I just don't want to say it. Oh, it was a mess. It would have been a mess. It um, would have been a, a holy mess. So we've got Joe Cox, who was stabbed multiple times. Wow. And died after being... Ah, wow, she was shot and stabbed. And, they said, and the motive was far-right extremism. And they're saying this is a terrorist attack. They they arrested some 25 year old young man, a British British uh, British Somali guy. Mm. Um, they arrested him. I don't even think he ran away. Like I think he just did it calm yesterday or the other day. And um, so yeah, there's a history of politicians getting getting caught up in these 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 attacks, which is sad, man. Because regardless of your political view, you know, no one deserves to hold that. So you might not agree with Tories. You might not agree with Labour, you might not agree with whoever, but that's um that's sad, man. I see now why they're labelling it as a terrorist attack, because I was thinking, you know, regular people get stabbed every day. That ain't no terrorist attack. So why is it a terrorist attack when this guy gets stabbed? But if there is a motive behind it, if they can say it's, you know, like right wing extremism, like they said, a right wing extremist murdered the Labour politician, fair enough. But is this guy a left-wing extremist, and was he politically motivated, mm. or is it, or is it just because he's like a, a Somali Muslim type of dude? So yeah, terrorist. Well, you never know with the media. I think I think more more news needs to filter out. I think because the guy was a politician and he was working, um, and it seems like a, a targeted attack. Like the guy only went for him, rather than go mad in the crowd. You know, like the the London Bridge or the Tower Bridge attacks the other other year. So um. Sad man, no, sad, man. but yeah, sad, sad, sad. So that led so me. that's your that's your ends, isn't it? Because it says here, in yeah, Leon C, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 like, 
I don't know how far it was from me, but it's my area, definitely. I mean, not not this area is calm as well. Obviously, I left London for all this madness, but um, I following you around, man. That's that's crazy. Well, boy, violence is everywhere, man. So. Yeah, it is. It is. Life is short as well, man. It's making me realize. Hey, did you see that website? There was a website where you could look up all of the crime in your area. And um, I forget what it is right now. Maybe it will come to me later. There's but a Twitter There's a Twitter account like that that I've looked at and it's depressing. It's like London crime or hate crime London. So it's reading it and it's like, oh my God, this is the most depressing news feed of like videos and articles. And I think it was a police website. Um, yeah. Is it, is it, one, it might be one of these like check my street or something like that. Okay. Might be something like that, but it's one of the ones where you, you put your postcode in and then it gives you statistics about what's going on um, in in your area. There's one on the Metropolitan Police. There's probably loads now, isn't it? Like, yeah, I suppose if you move to an area, you want to look into it. Obviously, if you're, if you're moving to an area, you don't want to be moving right into the middle of the Gaza Strip. <laughs> moving into moving into Leighton High Road or Leebridge Road where it's just... I don't even I don't even know what it's like. I haven't been there in years. When was the last time you saw Leverage Road? Wow. Um, I was well, there just went, the other day when I went to get a knife. <laughs> 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 when I went to buy a bazooka. Um, fucking late in High Road. I went the other week when I had to drop off uh, a drop off someone's present for the fortieth, and there was a couple couple goonies floating around but it was in the news recently Leebridge Road and Leighton High Road was was taped off with some with some attacks so it's sad man nothing's sad changed nothing's changed nothing's changed but it's everywhere like you said man it's you know crime is crime and violence is human nature not human nature but it's a part of society and part yeah. of what's going on violence it is, is, a part is human of, nature yeah crime maybe isn't because it's that's born out of um poverty and greed and uh survival to some extent but violence is definitely human nature animalistic nature so crime is born out of greed and violence so if you think well could, well, could, could, could crime not also be born out of policy making so policy, policy yeah good yeah. point so yeah for yeah, example yeah. If, if if i'm someone who likes to breathe air and then all of a sudden the government says it's illegal for you to breathe air. And I'm like, fuck that, I'm breathing. And then I end up getting arrested. It's like, well. Uh, like smoking weed, I suppose, is a good is a good link there. If you smoke weed for medicinal or cultural and then it's illegal to smoke weed. Religiously. Uh, it's, you know, so then I can see that you're breaking the law, although you're not really breaking the law. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I can see what you mean. Policies that are set by people. So, yeah, that's a good addition. Right, we're starting off quite deep on this one, man. I'm, it, I'm is, it is deep. Before 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 we round it off and maybe get with the with the brands, um, I'm on met.police.uk. Yeah, I've typed in my postcode. I can see that in September 2021, there's a there's a little section for top reported crimes. Right. There's 23 counts of harassment. 22 counts of violence, 15 counts of miscellaneous theft. That is quite interesting. Um, and they've got a crime rate comparison for September 2021. Crimes per 1,000 residents. In my area, 10 crimes per 1,000 residents. In my borough, 8 crimes per 1,000 residents. And in London as a whole, 8 crimes per 1,000 residents. So that means my area has a higher crime rate than the borough and the whole bloody city. Where you're living now? Yeah. 
Great. But your borough is a bit. Well, your borough is a big borough. Uh, no, but it like, says my area, like literally my postcode. The first oh, half see. of my postcode, IG11. Okay, okay, okay. What's the um, first half of yours? What's the postcode for mine? The first half. Oh, uh, SS9. But then also that's this why you're looking for that. That's that's reported crime. Think about all the harassment cases, all the all the incidents that aren't reported. Mm. So the and stats it, could be higher. It could be that's much what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Been, I'm not getting anything here because this is the Met Police website, man, and you're not in the Met Police area. No, wait, let's see, let's see what we get with, with E10. You just E10 about putting Layton. That's gonna go through the roof. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. We could maybe we could find the gulliest areas in the city. Um, and not go there. <laughs> not go there. Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to stand up on Leibridge High Road with a microphone talking to people about the crime in their area. That uh, don't sound like a good idea. Nah, Leibridge um, is alright. Leibridge is alright. What's the Brixton postcode? I don't know. I don't know. SW something. I don't know. What's the, what's the website called? People can look into this because I reminded me of the um. Is it What's the website again, I don't, I don't know. 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 Um, so we're talking about met.police.uk. Okay. And um, as soon as you get on there, you've got um, the your area section. Um, yeah, okay. This is not easy to find actually because you've got to search for it. But met.police.uk your area is the subsection that I'm on here oh. I don't know if you just type in the postcode whatever it's there. so the Brixton yeah, postcode people is, can search people can search their areas or where they want to move to I suppose that's interesting man of um for certain areas but do you report you know and do, do you report crime are you then you know do you become part of the problem or solution if you don't report it i saw something on the train the other day and i andrew said i should have reported it but i thought no i didn't want to be that person so what did you see i was sitting i was sitting on the jubilee line from stratford to west ham going back home and there was one dude sitting opposite me just like non-assuming on his phone whatever like airpods took and a hood up and then rummaging around in his pocket and then all of a sudden out of his pocket like a little a little knife popped out fell out like a four or five inch or something like that was it four or five inch now nah, maybe small i'd say but i thought enough but i thought why well, is that is that what i think it is i think it was and he just put it back in his pocket just calm but Jeez. um so so your question is should you have what tackled him to the ground and done like nah, no uh, way man I fucking no way <laughs> not tackling stop, him. Hey, you stop there how dare nah. you do, do, do you call the transport police and say, oh, I've just come off the train, and da 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 da. Or do you just think maybe I didn't see what I thought I saw, and who am I to get involved, really? Saying it should I have snitched on him, grass up him, grass. <laughs> well, boy, that that see, this is a dangerous thing that that he's doing in it. Like potentially, <clears throat> you informing could have saved someone's life. You know, you, you informing could have stopped David Ames from getting stabbed to death. Mm, that would probably not be the best comparison, but I would see where you're coming from there. Maybe. Oh, maybe it could have been. Maybe I could have stopped. You never know. But then also I could have maybe uh, ruined. Uh, could have ruined I don't know. He could have been a carpenter and he's just got, he's got a couple of tools on him. 
And do you, uh, do, you, do you know what I thought of? All I heard was this. Informer. <laughs> Man, that's snow, yeah. And the key boom boom down. Okay, now that's a classic right there. So, yeah, um, so well, on the E10 page, right, we've got 21 counts of harassment, 17 counts of assault without injury, 14 counts of violence, eight crimes per 1,000 residents in Leighton and in the borough, seven counts of 1,000 crime of seven crimes per 1,000 residents. So the flipping borough of Warm Forest has even less crime than my borough of, of um, Dagenham and Redbridge. It's I'm not even in Dagenham and Redbridge. It's Barking and Dagenham. What are you talking about? More so the size. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, maybe maybe to do the size, maybe to do with the gentrification, maybe to do with the people per square metre. I don't know how they, I don't know how they measure it, but... um. Well, what do you think I should have done? Do you think I should have called the transport police and said, "I think I think I've seen someone with a with a small shank in his pocket"? No, I thought so. I don't think I should. I think I should just gone about my business and mind my business. If it had been a big thing, then yeah, I would have probably got involved. But I, I think yeah, that was this could have been anything. It's personal. It's all personal uh, opinion on this one. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. If it, if it I, been I, I kind of feel like if you got a problem, then. You probably should have like addressed them and like moved to him and said, "Hey, bruv, what are you doing with that knife, fam?" You know. But then, obviously, if you do that, then that's opening up a whole other thing of like, then then it starts getting sticky. Then you swing, and then you could you could stab you. I'm thinking, no, that's long. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where maybe like I don't mind swinging. He was carrying it for protection. Maybe had absolutely no plans of using it, and it was just just because you know if somebody tries it with me, I've got something for them. That's it, that's it. Stepping up to him, now he's getting defensive and, and you know, well, you, when you've got something on you, it'll kind of make you feel a bit more Bigger strong. than you are. You're obviously yeah. a pussy if you're carrying a shank because you can't swing. Oh, I think that's kind of controversial, man. Come on, man. If you're... We, we live in a city where there's a whole lot of stuff going down, innit? So people will carry stuff just for protection. Some people will carry stuff because they're looking to do something with it, but some people will carry stuff just for the just in case. And um, what's wrong with just having a straight now? Just this swinging it out. That's old school, man. That's how we used to do it. But even in our day, like guys were still carrying tools. Um, yeah, but if you need a tool to fight, man, you're like, if you I need, don't know. if you need it to fight, yeah, that's 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 a possible thing. But yo, yo, so for SW9, uh, Cold Harbor, it's got it's got a picture of Electric Avenue on there. Brixton, we're talking about. 36 council violence, 32 for miscellaneous theft, 31 for harassment, 15 crimes per 1,000 residents for September 2021, 10 for the borough of Lambeth. Um, so just a little bit more crime there than, than there is in South, than there is in East so far. South's bigger though, by a ma- South is such a big place, isn't it? But um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, let people, let, listeners, let, let us know. Um, we started off heavy. What were we? Episode 98. Episode 98. I want to say, Cal, big up. You and Ash were just holding it down. Obviously, I've been away for a minute still. Last hey, three good. weeks or so. So, um, yeah, a lot going on. A lot going on in the world. So, not been around, but here we're back. Here yeah. we're back. Me and Ash have been talking. <laughs> we, we said we're going to fire you on the air like the Joel Gallagher podcast. <laughs> 
like the what podcast? Joe Budden. Oh yeah, shit. Now that man didn't even turn up. Like, <laughs> fire on his day off. <laughs> oh man. Do you know what? I've been listening to the Joe Budden, and it's actually better without them, man. At first, I thought, oh, it's not going to be as good, but it is a lot better without them, man. You know what? I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened. It- to it. Oh. it is good it is good it's one of many one of many but you're here you're obviously listening to us you so we appreciate people listening thank you for bearing with us i've not been here cal's been active with the football podcast don't forget podcast play on every other sunday that goes live in a week this is episode 98 we're almost touching 100 episodes it's taken us about five years <laughs> to do 100 episodes but we made it almost made it almost Oh, give, give me give me a postcode of a of a sort of posh uh, middle class area where you expect there to be low crime. Oh. Or just give me the town. Um. What is a posh London town where you expect there to be like the lowest crime in the city? Wimbledon. Put Wimbledon. Oh, that's a fucking good show. Wow. I was thinking you're, Swiss Cottage. You're fascinated with this website, innit? You're going to be on this all day. Wimbledon. Wimbledon's a good show. Um. Yeah, I mean, we're almost at episode one, Hannah. Huh? 198 Air Max 98s, one of the best Air Maxes. I mean, nah, not, not quite my flavour to be fair. Not quite my flavour. I'm more of a 95s man, but that's that's just personal preference, isn't it? Yeah, no, I like the Air Max 98s, man. I did. Oh, is that literally your favourite Air Max? No, 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 no. My favourite Air Max, Air Max ones. Really, more than the 90s. Uh yeah, I don't even like the nineties. The nineties I had a pair, but the nineties are okay. The nineties okay. I think for me, Air Max ones, uh, ninety eights. Those ninety fives, ninety eights. I like nineties. I like them all, man. Was it Air Max ninety nines? Oh, they're dead. <laughs> so I've typed in SW nineteen. Ninety fours are even deader. Um, I don't even know what they look like off the top of my head. Nice. You're, you're, you're searching for crepes. I'm searching for crepes. You're searching for fucking crime. crime. <laughs> this is the um, most riveting podcast. Sorry, listeners, that you I've, have to put up with this. <laughs> I've typed in I've typed in SW19, right? I think that's a Wimbledon postcard. But what we've got coming up here is Merton, like the borough of Merton and Hillside. So Merton. I don't know. Merton. I, don't, I don't know if that's exactly Wimbledon, but it is very low. It says 15 counts of harassment. Nine counts of violence, six counts of miscellaneous theft, and six crimes per 1,000 resident. So it's about half of what you get in Leighton. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Six in the borough. You could play. You could play some sort of top trumps drinking game or gambling game where you went on the website and you you threw them a postcode and and then you have to guess if it was higher or lower, or top trumps and then the loser had to take a shot. I'll give the other person a pound or something. There we go. I've just invented a game to make mm. it even more interesting. Um, how you been, Cal? Yeah, all right. Yourself? <laughs> Enough short. Yeah, I am. No, I just I've not spoken to everyone in it because I've been off offline and stuff with the whole with the whole podcast and stuff. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Life is getting there. Life is getting there indeed. I'm excited about today. Recording, uh, getting this out. Really? Okay. Why'd you sound surprised? Because uh, the last time we spoke, you said something. I, I said something about episode 190 something, and you was like, "Wow, that long!" So I kind of got the impression <laughs> that you, you had the, you no know, no impression, no idea, or no 
just the, the idea of, of still recording at that time just kind of was a bit alien to you. So I don't think you was really that excited about coming on. Yeah, well, that's like 190 something. That's like, it's taken us how long to do 90 something episodes? That's just talking another four or five years. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's on you, man. If you're not in it for the long run, then what's the point, I guess? But uh, it's, this is what I do, man. I'm a podcasting, bar speaking Bar dropping, bar chopping. I ain't no chart topping, but you know, what I mean? you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You're still not drinking. This is what I do. This is what I do. Mm, drinking green tea right now. Still drinking green tea. Mm. You'd be pissing green tea, man. You'd be like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Talking of bars. I've never actually thought about the colour of the Incredible Hulk's urine, so thanks for that insight there. <laughs> it must change your piss, though, with that green tea. Is too much green tea a bad thing? Yeah, that's, that's something to Google. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I, any too much of anything is a bad idea, right? So what you probably want to look at is what the ingredients are inside the green tea. What exactly are you consuming? So I know there's obviously some caffeine in there and too much caffeine is going to be a bad idea. Has anyone ever overdosed on tea? Like drink tea and then just collapse or something? Nah, I can't do that. I doubt it, man. I doubt it indeed. Must be it. Too much coffee could probably mess with you, but you become addicted with that shit. But it's well, good yeah, that you, you hear about people home. people doing the um the Red Bulls and stuff, don't you? Like people drinking an, an an excessive amount of Red Bull and then dying and stuff like that. So yeah, caffeine is a drug, man. It's it's addictive and it's dangerous. But when you're drinking tea, I think there's really low amounts of of caffeine in, in the tea. Although I could be wrong though. If you do a tea cap and coffee comparison, maybe it's no, these things go. Sometimes it's the opposite of what you think it is. <clears throat> mm, mm, mm. Um, talking of bars. Here we go. I've been listening to new Papoose. Papoose has been dropping an album every month. Album, EP, project every month since the beginning of the year. And Cal, check it out, man. Flipping hell. Back, back to the good old Papoose that we grew up listening to. Mixtape Papoose that made him the best... At the yeah, time, the alphabet killer. Oh, uh, mate, he's done. He's done um, a Zodiac killer record. He's done oh, an NBA. Oh, you know, he flips these concepts where he takes like the, the theme and he does. So he's done the Zodiac one. That was good. He's done the NBA. He's done. Um, I think he did a punctuation one. He's done. He flipped Big L's version of Ebonics and did a modern version. He did. Uh, what else? This uh, the whole project's fire. The whole project's sick. Every month is a real mix of like classic Papoose uh, tunes that you would imagine dropping, and then he's done some features, um, freestyles, up tempo. Ill big up Papoose putting the work right, in. Right, so yeah, right. and it's it's this just enough to get you through like the day or the month, even if you just stuck with the month. So boom, mm. you can have the whole of October and just just rinse through that, but. Definitely been on my bars. Everything I've been listening to the last week or two has just been bars orientated. All this bullshit I've not been entertaining it. So if it ain't bars, get your bars up. Okay, okay. I can't honestly I can't say I've been listening to anything new. Like literally nothing. I've been kind of uh tuned out of music recently. You've been diving into the ninety eight. I haven't, I haven't even done that to be honest I've just completely been off music 
Wow. Off music, that's not like you. It happens, man. It happens. Um I think I've more I've more been diving into uh technology recently. Um and uh I was watching the uh, the old Squid Game TV show. You you, been, you seen any of that? Yeah, I'm on the last episode today, so I've just done just done the episode Frontman. Uh, I won't reveal too much. No spoilers. Don't worry, listeners. Although, if we're going to do spoilers, we'll give people a heads up. But I yeah, I'm on the luck. You've probably seen it already by now. I don't know, man. You'd be surprised because people I've been mentioning to, it's, it's like anything that Netflix drops. You know, Netflix drops a series and then everyone's talking about it. It's all on the timeline. Everyone's talking about mm. it. But you always get a handful of people that go, oh, I've not watched it yet. It's on my to-do what? It's on my to-do list. And oh, I've just started and did it, did it, did So... Worst thing we want to do is, is is let the cat out of the bag, let the squid out of the bag, let the let the winning contestant out of the game. Have you have you watched it all? Yeah. He done it. He done it quick, innit? Did he, I bet you done it back to back, innit? Like just smash for it. Yeah, literally binge watched it in a couple of because it's that good, isn't it? It's it is good, good, man. It is freaking it's good. It's like it it's from the first episode, you're hooked. You're like, wow, yeah. I wonder what's gonna happen next. Um, um and it's not every TV show that gets me like that, man. Like sometimes I watch a TV show, the first episode, I think it was just a bit slow. It was, it was dragging. Like it wasn't really that interesting. I don't actually care about any of the characters. I don't care. And I'm not, I've got no plans to watch it again. And somebody has to tell me, look, just stick with it, man. It gets better. And then you get to like episode three and you're like, wow, this is a madness. Yeah. But this from the get go was, was went in. This from the get go was, was fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what it is? I think it's I think it's for a couple of reasons. It's one is because of the mystery to it. Like, mm. like it, it, it's the way it unravels. You, you're kind of like, what is going on over it? You, you, and you could tell something mad was going to happen in it. You could tell something else was going to happen from the first episode. And then you're just waiting to see how nuts is it going to be in it? Like, because like, uh, I kind of want to go into spoilers with you, but. Like if, if 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 you if you come across a man in the street, yeah, and he starts treating you like that, or if you're from a, the viewer perspective, if you see a man treating another man in the street like that, and and the guy's having it, and it's like sign up for more, you just mm, kind of think to mm. yourself, well, what's the more going to be then, in it? Desperation. <laughs> yeah, you're in, you're in, you're. In. Them, them, them preying on the, uh, preying on the, the, the vulnerable and stuff financially uh, vulnerable was interesting and um, yeah, from the get go, apparently it took ages to, for the program to be picked up. Like the scriptwriter, no one, no one wanted to touch it for years, and then just like that, Netflix picked it up and it's gone through the roof. It was like the most watched stream thing around the world, wasn't it? It went absolutely mad. Wow, I knew it was number one in the UK, but I didn't know it was most watched around the world. Yeah, wow. and anything anything Asian like that will picked up in the Asian market will sky will go through the roof in it. I don't know, man, because like there's a lot of things that come from like you know, like uh, the Korean movies, Korean cinema. A lot of their stuff is slept on. Like I don't know half of what's going on over there. But I saw um, just like a music video that a Korean rapper did once. Yeah? And mm. the video was sick. Like, you know, like some of the filmmakers they got over there, they, they got that Squid Game kind of dark kind of mentality um, yeah. when they're putting their visuals together. And then you've got, um, do you know Eko Uwes, the guy from um, the Raid movies? 
Okay, no, so not familiar. Like, but. So those are like kung fu movies, isn't it? Korean yeah, yeah. kung fu movies, and they're fl- they're literally some of the best kung fu movies I've ever seen in my life. But you know, what I mean, you mention it to people, and they don't know what you're talking about. So I kind of think that Korean cinema goes under the radar a little bit sometimes, even Massively, Hong Kong yeah. cinema as well. Yeah, a good shot, man. Good shot. Um, it's just a whole different view on the world and some of the films they do was was um parasite was that korean but that that went that got massive plaudits and i know with anime and and certain films in asian market is a just this goes left in it? it's a completely different way of thinking but still seen parasite yeah actually by the way it's good man it's a very it's a very very good film it's an outstanding film um I oh, a bunch of can I, you need you need to sort of it's a, it's a long one. It's a bit of a slow burner. So psychological thriller, I imagine. Would it yes, mean yes, yeah, 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 big time. Do you watch Squid Games with or without the subtitles? That is the big question. And I had the English dubbing, so I didn't need the subtitles, man. Oh, yeah, the English dubbing. You watch the Korean version. Come on, yeah, you have to. How can you watch anything with dubbing? Nice. That loses its authenticity. Nice. Even there was an article about it. About it, even the dubbing is not the right words of what they're saying as well. Yeah, I know. Mm. But I suppose if you're, do, do you know what as well? I I, I wanted to watch, I, I, I never watch anything with the dubbing anyway, just as a rule of thumb, always with the subtitles. But then I made sure that my phone was tucked away so I could actually concentrate on it and read the subtitles. And that was a big thing. And then also the noise, like with a baby sleeping in the house and stuff. And just the noise, I was, yeah, help, help me. We've we've been having subtitles on bare things at the minute. We've been watching Sex Education with the subtitles. That's That's been good with Gillian Anderson. But, um, yeah subtitles subtitles and uh it's good man some of the kids at school have been watching it and i've been a bit worried as to why they're watching it and i've even had to speak to a parent about that so it's it's mad that some of the kids are watching it with their families but anyway who am i to who am i to judge that if you want to watch that with your kid (laughs) safe in it not me but well now i mean you're you're literally a teacher so if anyone is going to judge it should be you well, what should people be watching with their kid? No, each to their own, isn't it? People watch whatever they want with their oh, kids really? as their kids. But if you was watching a violent 15 program like Squid Games with a child who's under the age of 11, 10, then I don't know. I don't think that's uh, appropriate. Do you? Parental discretion advised. Mm. I mean, I, my, I, I my, think the guidelines are there for a reason, isn't it? Like, yeah, 100%. My mum was always strict on things like that for us um like freddy and shit like that whenever i tried to fit watch and record that she's like no you know not having any of that and i I think it plays a psychological part man definitely something can 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 be linked in with it well from my own experience um you know being someone who had parents that were like often away and and working at night and then i was just kind of you know able to be alone and watching the tv late at night um, I'd say that probably wasn't a good idea, man. It probably wasn't a good idea for me to be up past the watershed after 9pm watching some of those crazy movies, man. Like, because, you know, when you're dealing with themes of violence and, mm. you know, things of a sexual nature and all of these things, it's, 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 it's stuff that shouldn't really be entering a child's mind. Man. It, it shouldn't. And um, I think the, the worst thing really is the, is, is the violent stuff because it gives you nightmares like you could be like 
seven, eight, nine years old, ten years old. Like I remember watching the Terminator and, and, and movies like that, and just being scared shitless, like having these crazy nightmares with the Terminators chasing me, <laughs> just waking up like. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator just grabbed me, you know, running, running. You know when you're running in a dream and then you, you're kind of running on the spot, you're not going anywhere, and it's just getting closer and closer and closer. Like yeah, that. I've always had that. I've always had that. That shit is terrifying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. I was traumatized with um, Child's Play, Ch- uh, Child's Play Two. Mm. My cousin, my older cousin, she's got four, four, five years on me, and we went to um, Hollywood. Hollywood videos in Baker's arms. Yeah, big up everyone you know. It's like before Blockbuster, you had Hollywood. And um, she took it and we watched it in a day. And all my days, I've n- I've never been so scared. Normal. And my sister had loads of dolls in the room, innit? We had a bunk bed, we shared a room, and she had loads of dolls. And they used to look at me and I was thinking, oh my God, get me out of here. <laughs> used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. So things like that, children shouldn't be watching. You're right, there's a watershed there for a reason. Um, and... Being being privy to like Squid Games where people are getting shot and fingers are getting caught in the um that factory scene where the guy's fingers in the in in the uh, rolling machine or whatever it oh, was. Oh, gritty! That yeah, when gritty. Ali Ali pushed his boss. Oh, I don't want to give up too much because people. Yeah, anyway. That was that was very. Like, Ali was hard. But that guy was a prick though. He had the peas. He just didn't want to pay him. Like so, fuck you, innit? Yeah, I was waiting for Ali to go. How can she slap? How can she slap me? How can she slap me? How can she slap me, Ben John? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I was a bit taken aback because, but kids nowadays, you got Wi-Fi, you got your phone, you can search anything, literally anything. When we were younger, our listeners were younger, you had to proper stealth watching certain things late at night. Do you remember you had four or five channels, mm. Sky or Bot Cable if you're lucky porn or, 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 or horrors and stuff weren't as easy to get hold of as it is now so do you think that like your the kids in your class now they're not innocent anymore they're not like you know like a, a typical innocent child that doesn't know like certain things you know, they know all types of crazy shit uh no i'd say i'd say our kids are because of the school i'm working in but um no in, the, in those schools in hackney and Leighton, these motherfuckers are out stabbing people with shit. <laughs> I'd say in certain certain school settings where kids are a lot more street smart, I'd say innocence is being lost and innocence is going at a younger age. I'd say yes, definitely. And a lot of that's to do just with pop culture as well. Like you listen to certain records and songs and it's all sexually explicit. And um, look at look at any, you know, look at any music. You know, there's always there's always um, a message behind it. And some of the stuff that gets lit on the radio is uh you know questionable so but each to their own in it people have to parent their kids and do what's right for them innocence being lost is sad i think i think uh it's 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 it's, it's an interesting concept in it of trying to to safeguard your child but at what point does safeguarding become uh like controlling and like dominating or, or even mm. censoring, you know, is there a, is there a line there that maybe the parents shouldn't cross? Is there like maybe a certain type? Because I'm sure you will probably know in in your class that there's one or two students that are perfectly fine being exposed to some stuff because they're quite mature. Well, yeah. And then there's there's some where they're so immature. It's like Jesus Christ, keep that shit away from them. 
Oh yeah, but that, that, that could yeah, that that could be like the same in with adults as well. That's like say adults who smoke, like going back to smoking. That's like adults who who, who blaze. Like smoking monk is linked with mental health, as we know. Um, but you could smoke. One person could smoke a zoo and be normal, and one person could smoke a zoo and just do not like just be a complete waste of space and do nothing all day and other people can operate and it's like alcohol people you know so people respond to different things you you might people say oh it's entertainment the the, the films or the pro squid game is just entertainment it's not real so it's not going to affect me but then someone else can watch it and be like right i'm going to play these games and i'm gonna do some damage so i don't know it's it's everyone's different in it but i wouldn't want my young child watching it just yet I'd wait for them to get into sort of like the age of 14, 15, 16 to watch it. Yeah. So, all right. So when she's like 14, 15 months, then then we can get the squid game. And all that. <laughs> 14, 15 oh. months, 14, 15 months old. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it all it plays an adverse effect. Like even if you're playing music with bad, like just negative energy, kids are going to pick up on that. People pick up on that, innit? So... They do, man. This, this this kind of made me wonder what is actually in the Netflix charts right now. So we've got, in terms of top TV shows, Squid Game number one. Number one. And then there's a whole other shit that I have absolutely no idea about. What is it? This stuff, there's a... Number two. Oh, yeah, that's the third season. That is... um, It's, it's, it's bad, but it's good, if you know what I mean. So it's all about... um a guy who's got an obsession with this girl and he's like a, he, um, he he's like follows stalker. her and watches. Yeah. He's a stalker. That's the word, but it, 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 it develops in such a ridiculously stupid way. Mm. So I can see why that's yeah. What else made made? I don't even know what it is. The five Juanas. Is that even a J? Is that Spanish? The five Juanas? Juanas probably. Five, we've got sex education. Yeah, that's good. That's all about sex, obviously. Yep. Uh, yeah. Then we've got my name. My name is my name. Uh, then you got something I can't even pronounce. Castan Jamandan. Jamandan. I'm clicking on that. What is that? At a grisly murder scene sits a figurine made of chestnuts from this creepy clue. Two detectives hunt a killer linked to a politician's <laughs> missing child. Hey, you're good, man. You could do do the voices. It's a it's a Danish TV show. Okay, yeah, big up the Danes, big up the the Nordic massive. They do some really good TV, Scandinavian oh, there's TV. A, there's a translation here, so the, that 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 title means the Chestnut Man, I believe. Okay. Interestingly enough, um. And then you got Alice in Borderland, Hometown, Cha Cha Cha, and Paw Patrol. I heard Paw Patrol is quite popular with the kids. Yeah, Paw Patrol's lit. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, Alice in Alice in Borderland, which is ten. I'm looking at something which is the fifteenth. That's that's an Asian thing as well. That's similar to Squid Games. Alice oh. in Alice in Borderland. Directed by Shinsuke Sato. I feel yeah, like I'm, that. I'm gonna watch that next after Squid Games because I saw it a while ago. Uh, but of Squid Games. I was like, uh, so the, the basic synopsis is about uh, playing in dangerous video games to win something. 
Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. And then the movies, movie-wise, we've got, uh, again, a whole bunch of movies I had no idea about. You know what I didn't know? I didn't know that the Venom movie was going straight to Netflix. That must oh, be is it? a is it? shit movie. Yeah, apparently it's got bad reviews. I thought it was at the cinema. Oh. Maybe it's in both. Maybe they're doing that now. But I, I, I wow, I'm surprised. What do you think? Do you think the, but the, that, the like, first the first one was trash anyway? To be fair, no, nah, first Venom was okay, man. Nah, no, anyway, for, like it. it's the for, Sony the, the Sony uh, when Sony got the rights to do their um, Marvel movies, like maybe it's just a, a thing within the diehards in it. But the diehards absolutely hated that the Sony shit. Do you think uh, because lo- lockdown maybe cinema they didn't want they didn't want it to be hit too hard with like the viewing box office so maybe they've gone straight to straight to streaming um shout out to Riz Ahmed though he was a dope villain in the first one so yeah Riz Ahmed's good hey, you haven't mentioned Dave Chappelle on Netflix is that in the top 10 or not yet maybe not Ooh. in the UK well what we're looking at is movies and TV ah, but bef- shows, right? okay oh TV shows my bad we'll come back to Dave after we'll come back to Dave after I'm jumping the gun I'm jumping the good on uh, well, I guess if you just type in most streamed on Netflix, then maybe you'll get a totally different type of list. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in Essex compared to... Would you think no one's watching Dave Chappelle in Essex? <laughs> What's this fucking Dave Chappelle bollocks then? Who's this fucking cat now, joking? Now, people would be, but I don't reckon he gets as... I don't know, man. I think Dave Chappelle does get, like, overly breaded as the greatest comedian. What do you mean overly? I think like he I think, deserves. I think he deserves all of the praise, man. He, he made a sick point in his stand-up, man. Where he was talking about, um, I forget the exact phrase that he used, but he was talking about like, you know, like when you when you're protesting and when you're making a point, like sometimes you have to get off the bus, and then he goes, um, and take it from me. Like, you know, I walked away from $50 million. Like, I'm someone who did get off the bus. You know what I mean? It's like... Deferred gratification, innit? Deferred gratification. Because he had a situation, he got off the bus. And everyone was saying, he's crazy. And, he, and uh, he's smoking crack and he's addicted to drugs and all kinds of shit, they said to him. Because he went to Africa to go clear his mind and went to get away from the toxicity in America at the time. Mm. and they said all kinds of stuff about him but he walked away from that 15 million dollars years down the line he rebuilt his career and he got that p back from netflix so um, he's made a lot more he must have made a lot more than that 50 mil i I can tell you the numbers maybe a quick google will reveal but yeah i I know that that he's not like he's laughing now isn't it it wasn't funny at the time but he's laughing now netflix spent 24.1 million on the closer uh, stand-up set that he's just done slightly more than 23.6 it paid for Chappelle's 2019 special Sticks and Stones uh, by comparison the streamer service spent 3.9 inside uh, basically he's got paid he's got paid um, I want to watch the new one because he's quite he's poignant um, I mean he does get breaded a lot yeah rightfully so yeah he's he's. you're making it sound like he's getting paid 20 odd million per show that he does that's what it says here that's what it says on bloomberg because he did like a a set of three or three or four didn't he yeah uh so he's getting paid 20 million each one well that's what they're spending on it it'd be interesting to see what he gets and then he's Um, and then he gets royalties as well like so you know like um publishing 
55 million contract with Viacom. Uh, that's an old. That might be an old one. Oh, he's doing his thing. Basically, back yourself, innit? He backed himself. He didn't take the first deal. He backed himself, and now he's now he's now he can buy all the cigarettes he wants. I just googled Dave Chappelle earnings. We've got. He was reportedly paid sixty million dollars for the specials, one of the largest deals ever paid to a comedian for any medium. And uh, yeah, that is that is nice. That is very very nice. Mm-hmm. Now, big up Dave Chappelle. I'm gonna watch it at some point. Apparently, according to WealthyGorilla.com, whatever the fuck that is, but according to that, Dave Chappelle's <laughs> net worth is is fifty million dollars. Uh, he's got the pee that he walked away from you know it's just deferred gratification man. I can believe that I can believe that um yeah so much to watch man I'm glad I'm on I'm on holiday now for a few weeks I'm gonna try and get a bit more TV in when I can when I put the little one to bed make sure the wife's sorted yeah man and definitely don't watch Dave Chappelle with your daughter until she's 14 or 15 months old (laughs) 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 but I want to talk about this thing because I think he touched on some theme themes have you watched it have you watched it yeah yeah of course it was brilliant man like like, you know when someone goes away and comes back you wonder are they going to be able to really do it because like Martin Lawrence was one of my favourite comedians back in his Def Comedy Jam days and he Mm. was for a very long time and then he came back and when he came back it wasn't really the same man but Dave Chappelle he just kept it he's just that great isn't it like he just kept it the same if it ain't broke yeah but it's like the, the ability to do that I think is something special man because people try and do it and they can't do it it's kind of like when DMX stopped rapping for a long time and then he came back and he just sounded rusty and it, and it wasn't quite, wasn't quite X, you know, or um, it, what's another example, you know, like there's people who like take a break from playing sport and they come back and then they're not quite the same, you know, like they get an injury or something. Um, bit, of, bit different if you've got physical injury, I suppose, you're like physically impaired, but no, nah, man, Chappelle was just... The, 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 I think what was really cool about his latest special was the narrative regarding the LGBTQ situation that he was embroiled in and his relationship with a transgender comedian okay. like him telling that whole story I thought that was beautiful it's it's like it's, what you get from Dave Chappelle it's like it's masterful storytelling because he tells a story and then he kind of weaves jokes in and out of the story and the story is always like a serious like issue in society so he's like addressing something sometimes it's something that is quite taboo that nobody really talks about and, and they pull it in there's like a politically correct nature to it where if you talk about it the wrong way you're going to get cancelled or, you know, people are going to be offended. And that's exactly what happened because people were, transgender people were lobbying for Dave Chappelle's show to be pulled off of Netflix, weren't they? Did you hear about that? Um, sort of, sort of. I know there was a comedian or someone who, who who got offended or said it should be taken off, but I didn't really pay too much into it because I haven't seen the stand-up. And also, um People are always complaining and moaning about shit, man. They just need to get over it. It's comedy. It's like... Well, look, there's the article here from The Verge, yeah? The title is Netflix just fired the organiser of the trans employee walkout. So 
trans employees at Netflix were like literally protesting and they, they staged a walkout and Netflix said, <laughs> whoever staged this thing, get the fuck out. <laughs> because they Netflix didn't out, care like, about your sexuality, Netflix. but money talks. No, it's not even that, but Netflix are saying Dave Chappelle is our guy, and he's one of our guys. Like when you're doing comedy, like it's comedy, in it, like yeah. it's jokes, like laugh, bro. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. got a sense of humor, then don't fucking watch the thing, in it. Like yeah, that's that's what they're trying to say, in it. And if you like got a problem with it, then fuck off. And also, he's the biggest. Right with that approach. Yeah, but also the fact that he's the biggest streaming and most like the biggest comedian. If he weren't <laughs> that money talks, man. If he weren't bringing in that type of change, they no money. <laughs> it's all about money, cuz come on. If he weren't bringing in them type of M's, they wouldn't be saying that. So I mean, he's their pay. number one. He's their he's their franchise guy. He's got that big. He got the big paycheck from him. So they're gonna back him. But I agree. I agree. It's comedy. You should be able to laugh at it. I mean, should you be able to make jokes about anything? Mm. The thing's still out there. Maybe, maybe not. People think different things, but... Your opinion on it? Uh, should anything be off limits? Uh, no, nah, nothing should be off limits for comedy. It's comedy. Um, however, <laughs> if you want to bust jokes about certain things, you've got to face the the, the wrath of, of the people that comes with it. And, and I'm talking primarily about, like, say, in, in religion, in, like, Islam, if you make a joke about the Prophet Muhammad or you draw the Prophet Muhammad, then obviously... You're poking the bear there and you're going to face some sort of wrath. But should anything should anything be off limits? Not really. It's comedy. You should be able to laugh and make joke about situations. Um, well, you see, this is the thing, right? When, oh, am, am I a hypocrite now? Because when Breibart did that, did their Muslim poking, yeah, I thought it was outrageous. I was personally outraged. Like, I'm not even a Muslim. and I was personally outraged. I thought these people ain't got no respect. But in the spirit of, of you know, having full creative license, mm. should Breibart now be allowed to do whatever they want? But I think, I think it's I, I want to kind of differentiate because I think what they do is they politicize things, and it's not just banter. It's not just bants for the sake of 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 of, of banter. If, if you know what I mean, it's not like comedy. It's not just pure comedy. Like, you know, like South Park, for example, if mm. South Park had an episode where they were talking about Muslims and they were they were taking make the mick out of religion. I think the way they would do it would probably be perfectly acceptable because like they've taken the piss out of Jesus and, and Christianity and everything. Anybody can get it on their show. But I think in Breibart, I think that's like a known right wing political publication. Mm. So when they're taking the mick out of um, religion, uh, specifically it's politicized, yeah, Islam, okay, yeah, yeah, it's not just like it's not like stand-up comedy. There's an ulterior motive to to to, to uh, talk down on it or to rubbish it or to be negative about it. There you go. I hear what you're saying. You South go. Park did South Park did something similar. Well, did something within like Islam and, and then went to like show a picture, but then they blacked out. They 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 cut to like a black screen and some typing and was like, yeah, we know better than that. So, mm. but then but then you could argue, you know, I've, I've I know like Jewish and, and Christian people that say, well, why is it okay to mock Judaism and why is it okay to mock Jesus, but you can't mock Islam and the Prophet Muhammad? Not saying you know, not I mean people. I, mean, I think it's, it's the reaction. Comedy. Yeah, it's the reaction. Yeah, you get your head chopped off and blown up rather than shot. Or, or man, yeah, man will run up in your establishment with AK-47s, take you the fuck out. 
That's what I'm saying. That's so, how that's how passionate they are about the things. So then just don't talk about it. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> do it yeah. at your own cost. That's what I'm saying. If you do it, you've got to face the reprisal of um or the backlash, should I say, of, of of what that comes with. You know. Um and don't do it don't do things to be mean. Like if you're if you're busting jokes about the LGBTQ, like then you're doing it within comedy, not to sort of talk down upon them. Do you know what I mean? It's I mean, it's, it's funny because you want to take the mick out of everything in society, innit? Like, if someone's wearing a burqa, like, you might want to make a joke about it. You know, like, um, say if you're Boris Johnson and, and, and you say, oh, they look like letterboxes, then it's like, okay, you're poking fun and you're having a bit of a laugh. But being a figure like that, you're in a position of huge influence and you know, the consequence of your actions is going to be some dickhead's going to say, oh, you, you, you like a letterbox and they're going to start shoving envelopes in people's faces as they walk down the street wearing a burger. You know, they're going to start pissing on them and say, because oh, when I get drunk, I piss on a letterbox and you're a letterbox. So I'm going to piss on you. Right. So that's the, that's the thing about it, isn't it? The, 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 the wider impact of society. It's possible that somebody can see a Dave Chappelle special and they can laugh and think, you know, because some people are very bright in it, and you know, they think, ah, oh, man, it's, it's it's cool to take the piss out of transgender people now, and, and maybe they go out and start taking the piss out of transgender people when they see them, start repeating jokes they heard on the Dave Chappelle special. So it's these kind of things that get people's back up, which I think is completely understandable, isn't it? Um, and if you want to have a zero tolerance reaction to it, not everybody's obviously going to pick up a weapon and walk into an establishment and try to murder someone because of something they said that offended them. But which I think is wrong. You shouldn't react like that. But you can't control people's reactions, in it. Mm-hmm. You can't control that. Um, and maybe it's just the cancel culture is going to come for you, man. Oh, cancel culture is air. We know that cancel culture is like don't mean nothing. That's no one's canceling no one, man. Bro, didn't um. Because, like, Dave Chappelle was talking about uh, the baby because he said something about gay people. When yeah, he's been, he got dropped from loads of festivals, didn't he? There you go, man. There you go. And then, then um, Kevin Hart, I think, like, someone dug up an old tweet of his or something. And then he ended up, like, he was supposed to be hosting an award show and he and they ended up taking him down from, no, from that opportunity. That's mad. There was, like, a cricket player who... who I think England were playing Australia or England playing Zealand and the English player and he, he 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 tweeted something when he was 19 and like six years ago and then he's being held accountable now for it and, and stepped down and had to apologise and I'm thinking that's some bullshit man like you did something everyone makes mistakes you do something you know how can you be held accountable six seven years later five years later for something you did where you said something all right apologize and keep it moving but you're all different people everyone grows everyone was young and immature no one was hurt no one was killed no legal activity i just think it's that's how the council culture works though isn't it yeah because, fuck council culture like, like institutions organizations anybody with a brand they all want a squeaky clean <clears throat> Yeah, so no one as safe. soon as there's something that pops up that is a little bit unsavory, cancel yeah. it. Which I think no is completely safe. unfair. Maybe it's the it's it's the fault of these institutions. It's their attitude of not saying because if there's someone that they're working with that ends up in a situation, I think probably the human response should be 
we are all humans. We all make mistakes. That's it. This this person who is an employee of ours or this person who is we're in partnership with has apologized. They're sorry. Let's move on. That mm. should be the, the, the fucking standard copy and paste that every single organization on the face of the planet should put out when someone says, five years ago, this person on Twitter <laughs> said blah, blah, blah. But they don't do that. They just say, they, they just kind of bow under the pressure and say, oh, it's the, it's right, the fear get of, of, get rid of them, get rid of them. It's the fear of offending people nowadays. Like you can't offend, like, all right, if you're offended, I'm sorry you are offended or you feel that way. That wasn't my intention. Boom, keep it moving. We've all said and done things, I'm sure, in the past. But having to constantly justify or apologize for it or being dropped or you lose money uh, for it listen if you work in hr yeah and i know some of you you hr guys are probably listening in it if you work in hr and if you're in a position of influence if you're making policies and stuff like that just do just just take that kind of approach of 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 thinking about actual humans and humanity and how people are like people make mistakes people fuck up people do stupid things and 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 incorporate that into your company's way of life like we understand that people do stupid things it's cool like ea sports like they they put out something um you know like in fifa uh, i don't know if you play fifa ultimate team they put they put out something which was like all right so they put out all of these they do all of these promotions like it's christmas time and now you're gonna have these christmas themed uh, assets in the game like you can kit up your stadium you can get, we can do a football kit a christmas themed football kit and you can you can get that for free or it's like uh it's paddy day right saint patrick's day and we're going to do like a, a saint patrick's day themed football kit you can go and get this green paddy's day football kit with a with a free leaf clover on it or whatever mm. and then they did one for for turkey like turkish independence or something like that and they had they designed this asset with like a picture of a turkey on it. <laughs> and, oh, and I, I, but the thing is, yeah, I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's dope. Like, and I actually downloaded it and I, and I uploaded it as like I was using it as like the icon for my club because what it was, it was like you know, like those kind of sports motifs where you know you get a lot in American sports and you get like a hawk and a hawk looks aggressive, or you get like a ram and it's like the rams and, and the ram looks aggressive. You know, like the bulls. Cargo bulls, you know what I mean? The sports motif. It was like that for Turkey, and it was like a fight in Turkey. But people were obviously offended because, you know, maybe there's the cockfighting kind of connotation there. And obviously, it's to do with a nation. The nation has nothing to do with this bird. A very proud nation, the Turks, as well, man. You don't want to fuck with the Turks. Big up the Turkish massive as well. Yeah, yeah. So, wonderful country. Wonderful country. So, to wrap up, like the complaints came in. And EA Sports just reacted and just said, all right, we've had some complaints. We're pulling the asset. We apologize. And we're going to give you a new one. And I think that's that's what you really got to do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are they going to like if, if there was a huge backlash for it? Like somebody could have ended up getting fired. Like it could have been a whole mess. But really, all you got to do is just apologize and say, oh, you know, you know, somebody messed up. Or we messed up. We didn't mean it. Like, apologize. Move forward. And then after that, there's nothing from the Turkish community. Like, it's just calm, isn't it? Yeah, that's it sometimes sorry seems the hardest thing to say people can't people need to learn some humility and just apologize and just especially in the workplace i feel you know what i think some people some people are unapologetic people isn't it like they've, they've just lived their whole life without ever saying that word um, yeah maybe they're always the smartest person in the room there was um they're always right so when it when it comes to a, a position of them being not right, 
They just don't know. They don't really know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. Oh, uh, there was a song in it. There's a rich. There's a rich free two song about sorry in it. He can't say the word sorry. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. Um, is it on Learn from My Mixtape? I think it might be on his first Learn from My Mixtape, but it's about sorry. He can't say the word, and it's just being about not apologising to some girl or something. I think it's like girl orientated, but. Um, no, I respect people that apologize, man. I, I respect people yeah, like that. Of course. Um, Even it's, if, not, it's not everybody that, that does that, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I can see my whole world changing. I'm in old school, yeah. Uh, you know, you, went, you were talking about DMX earlier about making a comeback, and that led me to look at just some of these albums just quickly because I know we said we were going to touch on these albums from 98 and he this is when he dropped uh the two albums within a year what in uh, 1990 great <laughs> 1990 amazing flesh of my flesh blood of my blood and it's dark and hell is hot man dropped them both and went straight to number one selling 670,000 in the first week and 251,000 respectively that's like almost a mil of the two albums and um this is still in that period of Def Jam dominance, man. Two albums on Def Jam <clears throat> same year by the same artist that both went multi platinum, didn't they? Yeah, they were one was slightly better than the other, if I remember. I think uh it's dark and hell is hot, I preferred more. What's the one where he's covered in blood? Uh Flesh of My Flesh, yeah, I preferred the first one. I, that one I liked, but it's dark and hell is hot for me was was a better album. Uh, that was my introduction. No, it wasn't my introduction to to him, but it was his out his introductory album. When did I first hear DMX? Uh, that song with OL Cool J, Cannabis, Red and Meth. Uh, one, two, five, four. If my five, memory four, serves. If my memory serves me correctly, this was. If I, if I catch you off the dark, funny clown. Yeah, man. This was when Leo Cohen was running Def Jam at this point, no. Couldn't tell you, but it was Def Jam was doing bits. They had that Meth album. That was that was one to forget. That was whack. That to Cal Two Thousand. Ah, uh, I remember. I remember some kind of story about when X's first album came out. It made so much pee. It was Leo that kind of went to the you know that Earth Got You in there man and said, "Uh, I, it was like a bet. Like I'll give you a million dollars if you can do it again. If you can put out another album in six months, I'll give you a million dollars." <laughs> And then they did it. And it was like, because it was like the first one dropped and it was so awkward. Do you remember that DMX mania? Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Like he had that video where everyone was like on the bikes and the quads. They was like out in the streets, rough riders. It was just, like, it was something totally new. That kind of Swiss beat sound. He just came out sounding so different to anybody you ever heard. And, oh, and it was a whole squad. The locks was riding with them as well. The locks before they were with Bad Boy, all shiny suits and all of this shit. And then like the Yonkers kind of crew clicked up and they were all just like, you know what I mean? You had all of these other guys coming through with Rough Riders and DMX Eve and Dragon. And and it was just like a whole wave. It was like, oh my God. It was just like, it was something. It was You know what it was? It was like when Master P and No Limit came out a few years before. It was like mm. a similar kind of thing. A movement. A movement and a sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the perfect word. It was a movement. It felt like it was bigger than music, innit? 
and yeah. it was a part of New York that hadn't been represented because before it was all the Bronx and Brooklyn and um, you know how hip hop can be very regional. Um, Brooklyn, what's, an, what's another? Obviously Staten Island with Wu Queens, Queens like Mob Deep and that, and nobody Harlem with like Big L and that. So those places were like this is where hip hop is kind of from. Like these are the pillars in hip hop. Nobody ever heard of no Yonkers before, man. And then out comes DMX. Nineteen ninety-eight was a hell of a year, man. That get at me, dog. That beat, that. Oh man, the sample on that alone. Yeah, mad. But then when the when the kind of beats and the bass kicks in, you're just like, yo, this is the, that was the most reloadable track. Like you could just reload that and play it again and again and again. Yo, niggas mm. wanna be killers. Get out. Get at me, dog. Niggas wanna feel us. That was a proper Westwood classic, innit? Come on. That was like, yeah. Mosh pit, mosh pitable. But that was different beats though, because that's de- that's like the Swiss beat stuff was the uh, like the Casio, the ding, de- 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 like the um, electric, yeah, the electric sound, the uh, the keyboardy sound. But then the Dame Grease, some of that stuff was yeah, he had like, like, he could do the keyboard thing as well. But yeah, like you're saying, like oh, there's a he was a more accomplished. I think the sound was a bit more accomplished in it because when you listen to that "Get At Me, Dog," it was like an ill sample, and the way that the beat was produced, it was just tight like mm. yo that's probably one of the biggest tracks yeah get at me dog that's probably one of the biggest tracks in 1998 if you haven't smash yeah there's an ill uh interview with dame grease on drink chaps if you ain't checked it out so that's really worth listening to because dame grease i've uh i've always liked since well since dmx since working with um french montana since you know what? Early early doors parking lot whatever it was. I don't even know what he looks like. I should look that up, man. Well, his beats. You don't need to know what he looks like. You just know his beats are ill. <laughs> man could have like the ill beats, man. Illest beats. One underrated producer. Well, if you know, you know. But yeah, you definitely know his shit, Cal. Live from Lennox. That was it. But I'm not saying I don't know who he is. Oh yeah, what I'm he looks like. I, so, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I've, I've, he's one of those guys where like there's loads of. There's loads of people where I've I'm very familiar with their work, and for me their work is like you know you associate them with the album cover, the album artwork, you know, mm. um, and the music. But especially with producers, like I don't really know. Like I think we talked about before, there was a a crew called CRU, and the producer behind that ended up getting uh, involved with Puff Daddy and his Hitman crew. I don't know what that guy looks like. You know, but I can tell you all about. Like, there was a mystique. Work, yeah, there was a mystique back then of you didn't know what the artist, who they was, what they looked like. But now it's because you're overexposed to everything through social media. You know what people look like, what they eat, where they go. It's it's almost too much accessibility given, and I like an element of mystique with the artists. Yeah, it, I don't, I don't there should like be a line. There should be a line between civilian and and an artist and normal person and and pop star. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think people are too nosy, man. Yeah, because like not everyone can be not everyone can be a rapper, not everyone can be a producer or singer. Like that's the problem now. Everyone thinks they can because of these talent shows and social media, but and that's why the the market's saturated and the level has dropped significantly. Because <laughs> back then, if you were shit, then no one was listening to you. <laughs> no one was buying your CD. No one was what going to the show. You saying everyone's listening to shit people now? Come on, you know they are. You know, <laughs> you know that, Cal. You know music has gone. Say hip hop, yeah, it's definitely gone down the swanee. Where you've got, you've got your 
established people over the years great you've got your new artists that are breaking through like you know your rappers or whatever your singers but then a lot of it is fucking dribble bruv damn you know this come on this is it's standard in anything it's like the level is the leveling has dropped considerably i'd say well right. if you're good it's, it's hot it's easier to, to to break through and put things out yourself so you don't need to you know you don't yeah, need man, to yeah, man. But, um, um, you kicked off this 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 98 discussion hard with dmx and yeah this is hot just because wow. you went in earlier, yeah, because I want to. Uh, well, I'm conscious of time as well, just because I. But not not mainly because of that, because I mean, you mentioned DMX earlier, and I thought, right, boom, let me just put a little bookmark in that, because if 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 anyone's talking that, yeah, you've got to talk DMX first of all, primarily. That was his year, hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no word of a lie, man. And um, I think someone else who's gonna be up there is big pun with his capital punishment. Mm, touche. Touche. <laughs> so, you know, this was a hell of a year, man. 1998. What a year. Big pun dropping his debut album. DMX dropping his debut album. But this big, thing was... That big pun album was... Still gets spins now. You can still play it now. It still holds weight as... How many times have people did the dead in the middle of little, literally like? I, t- I tried to do it yesterday. I tried to do it on Friday when I was walking home. Come on, man. Come and on. And then man. I messed up. And then I thought back to that podcast where you just nailed it. And I was like, how did this mother. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. 20 years later, it just stuck in your head. Did you see? Come did on. you see when uh, Fat Joe did the verses against Ja Rule and he brought out Remy Ma and she did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, the verses was dope, man. Did you did you like that? I did, I did, I did. I was pleasantly surprised with um Ja Rule. And um yeah, man. I liked it. I liked it. It was good, it was good. I kinda I was a bit annoyed, yeah, that Ja Rule kept one <laughs> all of the hits, like because Fat Joe was clearly like it was clearly set up to be a long show, right? And Fat Joe started with all of the old school shit, like all of the gutter grind. And I was like, yeah, go on, Joe. But Joe Rule just kept being like, you ain't got no hits. You ain't got no hits. And he just kept dropping all of these bangers with the singers on him. And I was like, and it, I actually did forget just how many bangers that Joe Rule has got, man. And at first I was thinking, yo, Joe's going to get this guy out of here. Joe's going to murder him. And then it was like, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> it was the other way around. Hold on a minute. <laughs> no, but Ja Rule started off with the grimy records. He had the Ja Rule, DMX and Jay-Z records um, off Belly. Was it Belly? No, not Belly. Dun, 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 dun. Off the DJ Clue thing. Yeah, he, his first two things he dropped were gully. You know what? It, it, it felt like he did five hard records and it was 50 just <laughs> singers on him. He played... Joe strategy. probably was like 50-50 like he balanced it he, he yeah. had like you know some some of the bangers from like the mixtape kind of bangers the club bangers and then you know just like the odd one with Ashanti and singers and stuff but I just I thought one of the stars of the show because they were bringing out guests and everything they made a proper show out of it like like mm. the, the versus show has gotten really dope now man it's like a proper live showcase man paying homage to the gods of the culture and i really was feeling it when um we talked about papoose earlier but his missus man remy ma 
when she came out, I thought she kind of stole the show, man. Like she had that crazy outfit on. She did some of those bangers that she's got with Fat Joe. And like you say, she did the big pun first as well with the dead in the middle, man. The, the classic. Yo, shout out to shout out to all of them, man. But Remy Ma, I think she smashed it. She like I was I was really happy to see Remy Ma, man. Ashanti's boots stole the show. I think Ashanti stole the show. Of, uh, was... I, you know what? It's, you know what? It's, it's fine wine, reason. mate. She's getting better with fine wine. Like it's fine wine. how sexy she is, man. It's, it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's upsetting if you're Nelly. <laughs> no, I think he's all right. I think he'll be all right. No, I would I would be upset if I split up with Ashanti, man. That would haunt me to the day I die. Hmm. So what we going? So you're going big pun. You're going big Big, pun. Capital punishment. Come on, man. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. That is for me, without a doubt, one of the best hip hop albums of all time. Right. I'm gonna have to go then. One of his best friends' first solo album, N.O.R.E. Ah man. Before we get into N.O.R.E., I just want to shout out the fact that Fat Joe and Big Pun. We're rhyming over the Dr. Dre beat because I don't think I've ever heard anybody do that in hip hop until this point where they actually kind of paid homage. And it was like it was fresh after the <laughs> East Coast, West Coast beefs and Biggie being killed and Tupac being killed and everyone blaming the other side. Oh, the West Coast killed Biggie and the East Coast killed Tupac. And it was all of this shit. And it's like that was in 96. And two years later, you've got a couple of guys from the East Coast rhyming over a beat by a legendary West Coast producer. I think it was, it was things like this. The, the twins the deep cover 98 remix or remake it was things like this that helped to kind of bring the clo- the, the coast closer together and put all of the beef aside and now we're in an age where don't know if we even talk about no east coast west coast beef no more that's just some old shit from back in the day like like it never even happened you know mm. so no good shout good shout uh so yeah i went nori uh classic straight off the strength of CNN War Report, and he enlisted the Neptunes. Uh, what's he got here? He's got Swiss Beats, Band from TV. We all know my stance on Band from TV. Um, this is a classic album, man. This is really good. Nori not really been known as uh, lyrical, but then definitely come out into his own with this one. And um, yeah, now we're on the run eating. Come on, man. Just. Yeah, Norris, I think he's one of the um, the artists that that brings vibes, you know, just pure vibes, pure vibes, man. Mm. And you've got to love him for that. What you got? What's your second one? I'm gonna go three after your after yours. I'm gonna go third one and then your third one. So choose choose wisely, my choose friend. Wisely, I gotta go with most definitely Talib Kweli. Oh, you got me. Come on, man. <laughs> one, two, three. Most definitely, I live quietly. Come on, man. Great choice. Great choice. You, you got me. You got me. It's like, for me, man, like, I was really into that, that soulful side of the hip-hop spectrum. So, and this is, this is all my hip-hop education we're talking about here, man. Coming from just discovering, just a few years prior, isn't it? The likes of Tribal Quest, the likes of The Roots, the likes of Common. Um, they last soul, and then when you listen to those albums, you was hearing little features from the likes of Most Def and Tribe Kali on there, and then they drop an album, and it's like, oh shit! And it was kind of like, 
you've been waiting to hear from these guys for a little while now. And, you know, you heard them individually and now you have to come together with that fucking production from DJ Hightech. Oh, man. Just, again, in the same year, Dark and Hell is Hot, Capital Punishment, and then the Black Star album, I feel like three of the best hip-hop albums ever made all dropped in, in 1998. Right. I've got one more to add to that list then. I've got Aquemini. So my my favorite Outcast album, um, mm. Rosa Parks, Skewed on a Barbecue, first time linking with like Wet East Coast South, uh, both art of storytelling, Spotioti, Doppelopidus, Dopalicious, whatever you want to say, um, man, this album's this like just ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Them two linking together off the strength of Atlians, but I just yeah, Quemini. A criminalize up there. I can listen to that now, and uh, yeah, is this listen to free Andre 3000? Man, it's just fucking ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. You know, I think you could argue that Andre is one of the most, the most talented hip hop artists of all time. Yeah, I think the argument is that he hasn't like any other solo albums, um, of him just, just loads of like. Like you got M, you got Blackfoot, you got Royce, you got, you know, who are these other aliens we could say? Kendrick, Kendrick, Crooked Eye. Um, he's up there, but I think the fact that he's never really pushed can, out. A can, song, can Chance the rapper go in that conversation? Nah, Chance is not in that conversation. Nowhere near. Sorry, Chance, I tried, man. Nowhere near. Where's that even come from? Hey, Charts can spaz like like he like he he he's, nah. a, he's a he's a different type of artist, man. Yeah, but them man, yeah. Like even though I don't agree with Eminem, like he's just like he's an alien, but he's an alien that just went too far and just. But yeah, a criminal. I was gonna go Jay Z Hard Not Life Two, which is one of my favorite Jay albums, but I had to I had to be strict. Um. Um. I got, I got to say, there's some standout tracks on the criminal man. Like the Rosa Parks one about everybody being on the back of the bus. Like, mm. wow, like that is some real, like some real soul to it, man. That southern hip hop. Like, like, just listening to that, it just kind of makes me think about like fried chicken with the gravy and and like a big pot of gumbo, like with, with you know, like Forrest Gump, like with the shrimp. <laughs> proper south in it down south oh man it just it, it just feels like there's so much culture and flavor in that song yeah you got the little solo with the um with the harmonica at the end and in the video it's just like it's just some crazy organic musical vibe like in terms of music like like our castle is on a whole different level like because a lot of hip-hop is just people rapping over samples in it like like just poets just rapping over samples and just talking about life but our cast was they were larger than life mm. they were something else man i yeah. think you gotta give them the proper respect man respect the authorator greatest group in hip-hop greatest one-two punch in hip-hop hey man quite possibly um, quite uh, quite possibly and the man. artwork is ill the artwork itself is in some pimping 1970s uh, Queer, like this looks oh, yeah. ill, 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 ill. 
Come on, come on, come on. So, yeah, did, you, did you move on to Jay Z just now? No, no, I just gave it honorable mention, but I made a mistake. It should have been uh, Hard Not Life one, or in my lifetime, one, not two. So, I do like two, but one's one I prefer, but that's last year. Um, what's your last choice, sir? Choose wisely. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing, right? We're talking about there's some stuff that's in my personal collection here, right? I did buy the the Gangstar Moment of Truth CD. Mm. I've, I've probably still got that somewhere if I go through. I probably did buy the Red Man, but that wasn't Red Man's best album at all. Um, I, I think I did buy the Onyx Shut Em Down. Um, but if I had to choose, uh, it's, it's a tough choice, yeah? It's a tough choice. <laughs> I know this is why because, we're playing it. This because, is why we're doing it. It's good. Because the, the, the Pete Rock Soul Survivor is absolutely insane to me. But then so is the Lauren Hill, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And See, to choose between the two is You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. How Pull can trigger. how? How? <laughs> If and then you got the debut album, oh. Cannabis, man. Then you got the locks. Then you got locks at the beginning of the year. The locks should have been a mention, actually. I can't believe I missed that one. But the Don Cartagena, the leader, Death Squad, AC pieces of a map. Yo, and then the thing is, I was heavy into my underground shit. So you had all of the flipping. The lyricist lounge kind of compilation album, and this mm. is when Sand Killer Bees were all coming out. Sons of Man, Killer Priests, Killer Army. Oh, you yeah, you was proper into your woo then. That was your whole woo. Gonna drop the solo album. Corrupt, yo, Corrupt has got to be one of the dopest MCs to ever come out of the West Coast, man. This guy was fucking mad. Corruption, his album Corruption dropped in '98. Like. Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill 4. Oh, man. <laughs> Seriously, I'm still listening to DJ Muggs to this day. Like, every time DJ Muggs drops something, I'm, I'm looking out for it. Like, like he's one of my guys. He's, like, he's one of the dopest, like, producers, rap producers that I've ever heard in my life. Like, his sound is just crazy. That whole Soul Assassins mm. uh, imprint that he put together there. Fusing the East Coast and the West Coast and some of the dopest lyricists. Um, <sighs> fucking hell, Tequila Sunrise. Come on, man. The shit on this app. Dr. Green Thumb. Remember Dr. Green Thumb? Hello, my name is Dr. Green Thumb. Oh, man. Something's here. Uh, 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 I can't choose. I can't do it. Can't do right. It. While, you're, while you're thinking that, then I'm going to say my most played album. Even though I didn't mention it, was probably Cameron Confessions of Fire. So Nori, Cameron Confessions of Fire, Big Pun without question, Equimini and the Locks, Money Power Respect. I'd be happy with those ones if I took those ones. If I took those ones to the to the yeah. grave. I, I mean, I, I I smoked a lot to Cypress. I was smoking in these days, man. And and, and that album, Cypress Hill Four, man, just. That's that's a, that was a good album to smoke to back in the day. Any any Cypress Hill man, any Cypress Hill. Ah, uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Wow, this is taking back, man. And um, I was a huge Death Squad fan. Mm. So, you know, when Eric Sermon put together that El Nino album, I was waiting for it for years. I was hearing all of the solos from Redman and stuff from Keith Murray, and I was just waiting, waiting. I was like, when is this Death Squad album gonna drop? 
And to be honest, when it dropped, I was a bit disappointed, man. I felt like it didn't really live up to the hype. But I still loved it anyway, because it's still Death Squad, man. This is, I, this is why I like this concept of this. I wouldn't even say it's a game, but just the chance to go down memory lane and just reflect on a few albums that we, we grew up listening to. And hopefully people listening can go back and, and check check shit out. So, Yo, I, I'm just, I, honestly, I think this was the hell of a year, man, because there were some special people. You know, like... These days, yeah, everybody's like a carbon copy, innit? Like, all of these youths, they all look the same. They all got the plaits, and they all got, like, tattoos on their face and their neck. They all wear the same clothing. They all look the same. They all sound the same. They all got the auto-tune on their voice. They're all, like, singing and rapping. There's no difference, really, between them all. You can't tell where they even come from. But back in these days, just from the production style, you could tell, oh, this guy's like an East Coast kind of artist, or this guy's like a South Coast kind of artist, or this guy's like a West Coast guy. They all had their own individuality. And this was a year when people were so different. Cannabis is so different to what Pete Rock is doing on Soul Survivor. Mm. Pete Rock is so different to what Exhibit did on 40 Days and 40 Nights. RZA dropped Bobby Digital. That was so different to, to what... Um, DMX was doing. DMX was was completely on a different vibe to what, what Lauren Hill was. It's like everybody was a complete individual. Like there's no none of these albums sound anything alike. Like look at that Outcast sound compared to what Jay Z did on Hard Knock Life One and Two. Like it's just so different. And and you love them all for different. Even the the Tribe Called Quest album, the Love Movement, that album was dope, man. It's just a great year. It was just a great year, man. And if he was into the South stuff, then Juvenile came out with like 400 degrees and and, and, and that, that started a whole different wave. Goody Mob did their thing as well. Still standing. That was a dope out. Ah, man. Just, I think if you, anybody out there, man, if you just Google 1998 hip hop albums, if you're into hip hop, like, and just, just, just click on everything and just go and, stream all of it man because you can just stream it all for free now isn't it man which is dope we couldn't do that back in the day we had to go into a record shop and decide what we're going to buy <laughs> or if one of your mates had it then maybe you know they would borrow you the cd and then you could like dub it onto a cassette tape and then now you could put the cassette tape in your walkman and you can walk around listening to listening to that or if they borrowed you the cd and you could put it in a discman and you can walk around listening to that that's um, it that's what made it so special it, yeah, it was hard to obtain, wasn't it? it, it mm. was, and it's come from the other side of the world. They would have a little sticker in it that says import. And you have to pay a little extra money to get the import. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, man. Like, you, you know what? These days, like, I was literally, like, grinding to get Dole to buy these CDs, man. Mm. And then I would go up to, like, Wolverstone Market and go into Cavern Records. and go. Cavern Records, that was... Blast from the past. Yeah, man. Um, I remember making a choice between AZ and Jay-Z once. I was like, ooh, the names all sound the same. Which one do I go for? I don't know the difference between the two. Shit. If I had to pick one, it's got to be probably Pete Rock because that album was like a compilation album and it's got so many incredible artists on there. Uh, That that Soul Survivor, I don't know if that's one of your favourites or not, but that Soul Survivor album for me is is also one of the greatest albums of all time. The track listing is bananas. Yeah. It's got Wu-Tang on there. It's got Corrupt on there. It's got Peter Guns. Do you remember Lord Tariq and Peter Guns? 
Mm. Man are on there. Black Thought is on there. There's some singers on there. CLC. Strange Fruit. Strange Fruit was it was my favorite with uh, Tragedy Gaddafi and Sticky Sticky Fingers verse and that Strange Fruit oh, verse. Man. That album's that did that seems mad. The Verbal Murder with Big Pun and, and Noriega yeah. Common. And that, that tune was cold because you're not you're not sure what you're gonna get for Common, man. But he just pops up on the hardest flipping record, like with a hard body verse. Like he's you know what I mean? Like he's not someone that just sings about love. Like he can do the hardcore like underground shit as well. So That was a great shout. See, I forgot about that. So many good projects. I used to even forget had, about even had Beanie Man on there. Beanie Man and Heavy D. Mm. Come on, man. Like, hey, you got me you got me searching uh Rap vinyl now on on eBay and fucking Discord because I'm gonna have to. Wait, if you haven't got this one, then, then yeah, that's that's well worth a shot. Yeah, I might have to treat myself for my my fortieth, buy some decks and start copying some vinyl again. Big birthday soon, big birthday bashment. Again, Pete Rock is one of the illest producers of all yeah. time. Right. He's, he's got some instrumental albums, the Pete instrumentals, <laughs> his remixes. I'll, I'll, I'll try and find Pete Rock in, uh, remixes on, on vinyl because he did some ill remixes. I've got some ill remixes that he's done. Remember that crew you had called the UN? Well, I don't know if it's his crew, but he had some beats on that project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had, uh, I think it was a record with Rock Marciano. Rock Marciano was in the crew, man. That was literally Rock Marciano's crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it on vinyl somewhere. That was put out on, um, uh, what was that record label? Had a, like a red red front to it, uh, not not B E was it B E? I don't know. It'll come to me in a bit, but red front violator. No, it wasn't violator. It was. It'll come to me in a bit. Don't worry, it'll come to me. <laughs> but yeah, good choice, Cal. You've. Uh, I think you beat me there. <laughs> At the end, the passionate. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just like <laughs> that, yo, man. I think we're both. No, I'm only joking. Both, we both love hip hop, and it's always different strokes for different folks, man. So whatever you like. If you if you if you're into the the kind of uh, the club bangers, if you're into the radio singles, if you're into the underground raw shit, the lyricism, or just you know the the kind of stuff you can just chill is chill and you can just like smoke to, or you know love songs. There's a little bit of everything in 1998, man. So many dope albums. Just go get everything, man. Or go stream everything. Uh, yeah, buy it and stream. I'm going to get. Yeah, I know streaming now makes you not want to go out and buy anything anymore because it's just there, easily accessible. There's more, um, money, there's more money in the artist when you actually buy the, the physical. Yeah, Bandcamp and that. Get on Bandcamp, support. Right, um, that sounds a good way to end it. Was there anything you wanted to add? Is there any other topics, anything before we go? I think we've covered quite a lot from crime and punishment to squid games to... Dave Chappelle to the 98 rap project. Just wait till we get to 99, man. That is going to be mental. I'm scared. I'm scared to look. Sure. Scared to death. Scared to look. It's halfway crooks. Um, yeah, man. Talking of, just kind of going back to crime and in Squid Game. Do you think Squid Game is actually realistic? Like, could that actually happen in, in real life? Because that's a whole lot of crime going on in there, right? But, but these guys have signed a waiver, like so legally. Legally, could Squid Game actually work? Nah, the games could obviously, but not the um, 
like not killing people that'd be a bit that'd be a bit much you signed a contract to say that you know yeah it's okay mm, nah it's, i think people it's I think, written into law <laughs> i think people do games and stuff but um contract you know not not when you're not when you're killing people that's a bit that's a bit much Shit, he signed up for it <laughs> That's the mad thing about it, isn't it? Well, that's what that's what makes it so fascinating. I don't know, man. Yeah, boy, we covered a lot, and um, yeah, I, don't, I ain't really got nothing else to say. I'm literally just waffling now. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. Big up everyone listening. Episode ninety-eight. Don't forget to check out us on all social media wherever you're listening. Um, enjoy Squid Games if you haven't watched it yet. Enjoy Dave Chappelle if you haven't watched it yet. Um, enjoy the rap albums from ninety-eight. I'll be looking forward to 99. And make sure that you don't watch violent movies with your kids until they're about 14 or 15 months old. That's it. Well said. Well said. All right, cool. I'm gone. Thanks for listening. I've been Ben. I've been Cal. And we out. Have a good week. Peace.